2: Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It's Balloon Party, the award-winning Friday edition presented by Mungan St. Louis actor and Alton Toyota, Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson. And uh, Jackson is wearing a... Uh, what I would describe as a cute little cowboy hat today if you're watching on YouTube. Howdy you, partners. What is <laughs> and I I just I just I just switched over to the YouTube to see it, and I noticed that the right side of your head, the headphone is flush against it, but then the cowboy hat is is causing chaos and so the left side of the headphone is kind
0: of it's
1: kind of airborne.
0: It's an homage to the man standing across from me.
1: Oh, my gosh! Yeah. That's a tribute. It's lopsided, yeah. No, I caught it. You didn't have to explain it. Once you explained it, you ruined it. Ruined it. But I still appreciated it. Jackson, uh what a show we have, because the Angry Beavers uh, Friday Six Shooter is on the menu today, and that Six Shooter is, I think, the reason why the Angry Beavers said, give us piddles or give us death.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's the number one... It's the number one item. You know how a restaurant will have like on their board, like a sandwich board, number one seller. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that puts asses in the seats. Now I hear what, that. Now, what keeps them in the building are things like the half and half sports business newsletter. Sure. Sure, we sure, can sure. wrap up, but what puts asses in the seats is the little pills Friday six year all presented to you by Angry Beaver. There it is. So that's coming your way here. Uh, and
1: uh, Jackson would like to announce that he is uh, taking on another responsibility. Jackson, what would
0: you like? Te- i just. What would you like to tell the people? I mean, I'm just like you know. <laughs> I'm a a bull, a young bull. Well, that's the thing is like an aspiring bull. Not really like committed to it per se, um, but everyone needs uh, (laughs) that golden parachute. And I think mine could be (laughs) being a bull. Your thoughts on that?
1: 314-399-9646. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. Or you can just comment on it in the YouTube chat like Leo Hi Jake. Thank you. The people are chatting with me. Uh Leo, is it Leo McGinn? Am I
0: pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Leo McGinn. Uh, he says, Is Piddles doing Barbie cosplay? Yes, yes. This is yeah, this is my uh Do my wearing cowboy hat like that in Barbie, you have seen it and you thought it was good. You thought it was better than Oppenheimer. No, I did not, oh. but I did thoroughly enjoy it. There's so you more. gave it good on goodorbad.com? Yes. Yes, I gave it good. And um, uh, yes, Ryan Gosling, who plays Ken, at one point uh, when they enter the real world, he's wearing like a a, a jean jacket with the phrase mm-hmm. of "Course." <laughs> yeah, and then also a cowboy hat, and it's a look that I'm uh, going to be pulling off come October 31st after the Tigers are six or seven and zero. Well, oh, I think they might be eight and zero then.
1: They're seven and zero after they beat Brian Kelly. They're eight and zero after they beat Kentucky. They're nine and zero after they beat Beamer Ball. And when did they go between the hedges? Is that mm, November? Yes. I mean, November brings you the Bulldogs, the Volunteers, and the Gators.
0: And the Razorbacks.
1: And then it's off to Fayetteville, as I was taught to say when I worked in Little Rock Television. Brag. Fayetteville. Knoxville.
0: Louisville. I don't say it like that. Well, I say Louisville, yanky. Fayetteville, and then I might go Gainesville. I think that's pretty funny.
1: Uh, Don Hoffman is your favorite listener. You oh, know, it's
0: been so long since we've heard from Don. Don
1: says, "Wow, the Cardinals tanking has really changed sports talk radio for the better." I might add. That's from Don Hoffman. He likes to tune in and when the Cardinals are doing nothing, when the Blues aren't playing, when we're still four weeks away from Missouri, South Dakota, the beauty in this town. We got a guy wearing a cowboy hat offering up that he's going to become a sex worker. (laughs) (laughs) Things happen
0: quick. Where have you gone, Bob Burns and Bob Bragg? Just to, you know, CYA. uh, (laughs) You know, no sex work for I. Not for me.
1: Jackson's baiting and switching with the audience here this morning. 314-399-9646, or just hop in the YouTube chat, and it's a hot, hot chat right now, especially with Don Hoffman and Teddy Tucker's treasures. He says, I think all the cute guys are going to keep Piddles busy for a long time. So it sounds like there's already a line forming for your new responsibility. People are walking by the studio looking at you wearing that hat
0: kind of wonder this is their first time with Sports Talk Radio welcome to prop comedy the carrot top yeah welcome to lame duck cardinal season and no blues going to be a lot more cowboy hat wearing around ah, here ah but
1: fight tiger fight for old Mizzou that's what Jackson says I'm so
0: excited for the college football Jackson's season. going
1: out to Las Vegas uh Circus Sportsbook A big sponsor on TMA and now here on 101 ESPN as well. And uh, he's going out there with KG and O-Town from TMA in two weeks. And he's going to be carrying a brick of my cash. And I am obviously described by uh, most most wealth observers as liquid. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you are going to be carrying a, a brick of cash. And that brick of cash has been instructed to be placed on the over of six and a half wins for your fighting tigers. Fight. Tiger. Th- th- Beast, th-
0: th- th- coyote—is <laughs> that the name of South Dakota?
1: It's either that or jackrabbits.
0: I think South Dakota states jackrabbits. South Dakota's the, uh, the coyotes. So yeah, we'll take fun, on the coyotes. Fun. a lot of
1: syllables in those nicknames. That's yeah. fun.
0: We're gonna cover. We're gonna cover that play early, and then we double down on them winning the national championship. I was gonna say the SEC, but why not? Right. Let's go all. Both are l- likely. Very likely. Thank
1: you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. There's a guy wearing a cowboy hat who has now announced he is a bull for hire. <laughs> it's time for the six shooter. <laughs> Woo! Brought to you by Angry Beaver. That's right. Presenting sponsor, Munganast. Presenting sponsor of the six shooter, The Angry Beaver. Who's next?
0: I feel like my question right here can get you going. Oh, wow. You think this might carry the whole show? No, 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 no.
1: Does Mason Wynn get called up?
0: <laughs> no, I can give you an answer on that. Um, no, I just feel like it's a, it's a very big picture cardinal question, and those right. sometimes can be short, and those sometimes can be long. All right, let's uh, see yes. what we got. We've talked about the vicious cycle of the St. Louis baseball Cardinals and their ability to spin a bad offseason or a bad deadline by saying, ah, we'll get them next time. The offseason is different because in the past, they've been able to protect their PR nonsense with a playoff berth wow, or a winning look at season. Wow, you, kind of coming loaded for bear today. You put the cowboy hat on, you don't come to mess around. I agree with it. Fans seem to be getting wise, and all their concerns this season came true and more. Do you think we will see a big statement after the postseason saying we're going to make big plays this offseason? Or do you think Mo and the front office learned their lesson and will just keep their nose to the grindstone?
1: I just don't understand the point of saying something that is a promise that if you don't know you can deliver, you can alienate a portion of your customers. Mm -hmm. And that would go for any business, in this case, the customers of the season ticket holders. So I loved hearing what he said last year with the increase on payroll. And I believe it was fresh in his mind because he had just gone out to meet with Nolan Arenado and make the case for him not opting out. That's what my theory is. I don't know that. Uh, At winter warm-up, he said, well, you know... Did payroll increase? Well, that's in the eye of the beholder. It did go up. So I say it increased, but you might not think it increased enough, but it did increase. So it became a game of semantics, which I think alienates people and causes a chasm in trust between the organization and the fan base. So with that said, I don't know why you would say we're going to have a huge offseason unless they're seeing a decrease in season ticket renewals. That's the only thing that I can think. And by the way, which kind of ties into what you asked there, Jackson, uh, ben Fredrickson of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch wrote a column this morning regarding the Cardinals in the offseason and committing to um, you know, really fixing this pitching problem. And I agree with one of the things that he, he talked about in that column, and that is just kind of handing Stephen Matz a spot in the rotation. Like, okay, well, you got two. Not necessarily. The guy you're counting as the 50% of the guys under contract for the rotation next year was in the bullpen six weeks ago because he was so bad. So that's why I say this is not just like, okay, let's knock in this two foot putt and get back into contention. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of dollars. My expectation is Stephen Matz will be in the rotation. I don't really think that's bold. My expectation is they trade for a pitcher under control. John Denton gave us the name Tyler Glass now. He's going to make $25 million. He's under contract for another year in Tampa, for the record. He has had plenty of injury problems. He's a proud member of the Southside Seaman Fantasy Baseball Club, so I know a lot about him. He'll strike out a lot of guys, but he also has some injury issues in his history. Um, and then that they will go to the table and try to get Nola, Snell, Julio Urias that that's the direction it would go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not like they're just going to be like the one team sitting across from their agents to try to get them by the way. Also another, by the way, this is turning into QFTA on my podcast. Cause I'm all over the map, but I for whatever reason, I was working on sound story stuff yesterday and I was just in my uh, basement watching the blue Jays and the Orioles, Jack Flaherty dealt yesterday. People might not want to hear that. But he was hit 97 miles an hour, and he had the Blue Jays, a great offense. Granted, Bo Bichette's on the AIL, which is why Paul DeYoung's been playing shortstop. But he had him off balance, and I don't know how many swing and miss K's I felt like I saw uh, after he set him up with the fastball, and high-velocity fastball. So, fun facts for no one to tell. Jack Flaherty was dealing yesterday in Toronto for the Baltimore Orioles. Jackson, uh, what what are your thoughts on your question? I mean, you're wearing the cowboy hat. You're the one with the credibility.
0: You're the bull. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a real, it's a real metaphorical bull, especially in this sense. So what I'll say to my question in particular is that I've talked about self-inflicted pot commitments. And what I mean by that is like saying something, and so now you're kind of forced into doing it to make good I.e.,
1: we will return to contention in 2024. Exactly. Completely unnecessary. Right.
0: Or we'll increase payroll next year, and then you go overspend for Wilson Contreras. Now, that that's one, not... to me, I feel like you can kind of control. Yeah, there's qualifiers. You can't control one. returning to contention.
1: Right. I mean, I'm sure the Mets and Padres thought they would be contenders. Right.
0: Right. But either way, you're still you're still really like you have to make good on your word. And I say, if you say less and do more, you're going to get a better return than saying a lot. And even fulfilling that is still not because be to The
1: expectations are tempered. Absolutely. And so if you come through, then it's a big surprise. But this year, there is no surprise. You you have to acquire at least two starting pitchers. Right. And so you From outside the organization who are currently pitching in the major leagues. And there, there's, a, there's a period at the end of that sentence, is there not? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it has yeah. to. I
0: mean, you have to go do that. And so uh, I feel like often that they've they've done this where it's like, well, we have to now trap ourselves into a box and do something like that. And I don't see the need to that. And like you've talked about before and I've talked about before, like you're not running a political campaign here. You're running a baseball team. You're running a business If people aren't happy with the way that you're conveying your message to the fans, then go out, sign somebody, do the best you can to put the best team on the field possible. And if you do that, people, I feel like, will be more receptive and more trustful. Because what we say about the Blues, they're aggressive. They go out, they make those moves. The Cardinals, much more reactive, late to the party. If you flip that narrative, it doesn't matter what you say or how you say it. Just go out and do it. I think what I'll add to that is this. A critic may say, and by the way,
1: I think fairly, that it took the Cardinals finishing in either last place or having this kind of a season to get them to finally do it. Mm -hmm. Now, I always argue this thing about the Cardinals don't spend. What I say is the Cardinals do spend, but they have spent really poorly over the last decade. Really poorly. Poorly, And keep in mind, the Cardinals tried to keep Albert Pujols. It would have been a disaster. I I think there's kind of a little false narrative as to what happened in Anaheim. I assure you, Artie Moreno didn't feel like he got ROI on that deal. There's not a doubt in my mind, but I feel like some in St. Louis would say, oh yeah, that would have been great. Where was he going to hit? How was he going to hit? He was going to be a DH, wasn't a DH in the National League at that time. The Cardinals tried to pay to keep Jason Hayward. How would that have worked out from a return on investment standpoint? Poorly. poorly. You got lucky that he took less money to go to Chicago. And David Price, how would that have worked out? So you add that to whichever ones you want to point out to as disastrous over the last decade. And I would say they do spend. They've just spent poorly, which is kind of a big concern. But the, the narrative that can can activate people, kind of the populist move, is to say, DeWallet, and then you know say, yeah, he's just horrible. Money, The guy's got billions of dollars. It doesn't matter if he makes another $50 million. I realize for everyone who is listening slash hosting this show, minus Jackson, that another $50 million would change our lives. But it's not the way that that works. And so I think it's more about legacy. And up until this year, the legacy has been this team is in it every single year. But now because it's been a disaster, then they will finally act. Whereas the Blues didn't, quote, need to do it, but they would do it anyway. And so there is a belief from the Blues fans that they will be aggressive, not because they need to, but because they want to. And there is a difference. Jackson, let's break right here because I already see it's 1018 and I feel like it's 1008. But you know what they say? Time flies when you're hosting a show with a gentleman wearing a cowboy hat who has announced he is now a sex worker. (laughs) This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. A Friday tradition, unlike any other. Let's spin the chamber for the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter, presented by the Angry Beaver. A couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for five dollars off any pizza.
1: Well, uh, breaking news here on uh, Balloon Party 101 ESPN, especially in the midst of this angry beaver Friday Six Shooter. Jackson just posed the question to me as he peered up at the monitor above his now fully, uh, yeah, full head of hair. Yeah, things are happening. Yeah, it's exciting, and I can see that because you've taken the cowboy
0: hat off. I'm still wearing it; just kind I of. just
1: off. retweeted the GIF that uh, D Bear created of you doing the Friday Six Shooter with your little cowboy hat on
0: yeah I need to get like a real good one too like I'm gonna get I might uh, purchase a real cowboy oh wow look hat. at yeah. you This John one's John like Dutton a, over there huh yeah I think it's a good look well Susie Green
1: liked it when Jeff Green wore a cowboy hat he sh- she sure did yeah spoiler alert yeah it was like a
0: 10 gallon hat that's a little too much that's too much for you boy. Yeah. Love it if you came in here wearing this
1: yeah, it would look really good. Uh, Jackson sees that Stephen A. Smith uh, is is furious in a discussion right now on ESPN as to whether Joe Burrow will be the best quarterback in the AFC North this season. So we'll keep you updated on those topics. But uh, you're going to add that question to the six-shooter now? I don't know if Angry Beaver is going to be happy with that or not. I mean, you have announced you're a bull for hire, so I think you have equity.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, people are forgetting about the dark horse that is Kenny Pickett. That's what people are forgetting about. You know, he's got the small hands, but right, he could do it. Kenny Pickett, Lamar Jackson, Joe
1: Burrow, Deshaun Watson. Those are your four. Okay. Yes, Joe Burrow will be the best quarterback in the AFC North. Ooh, I'll take Lamar. Start screaming. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I looked over and Stephen A. Smith was so <laughs> angry. I think one of my children could light the house on fire and I wouldn't be as upset as Stephen A. Smith was with Ryan Clark's opinion on the quarterback situation in the AFC North. And I think to myself, I guess that's what you, what you do to make $12 million a year. I sit across from a guy with a cowboy hat announcing he's a sex worker and I giggle. But I need to relieve really rage about this AFC North quarterback situation.
0: I almost fell out of my chair. I just went, D. air was watching. That would have been optimal for the YouTube. The back of this chair, I don't know what happened with Matt Rocchio before the show on the opening drive, but the back of this chair, which yesterday was perfectly intact, has been dominated. I mean, dominated. This thing has seen better days. Boy, it is very active in the YouTube chat, and I like to see that. Because I can still see your cowboy hat, even though you're wearing it I know, it's kind of like a little back. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing going on. Uh, all right, what else do we have now that we've touched on the AFC North quarterbacking situation? Yeah, and thank God we got to it, because I only had five. All right, um, looking at the 2023 season is boring, and clearly just not, is kind of going through the motions. However... Mm. With all the uncertainty going on, going on around the Cardinals, there's opportunity out there. Who do you think can improve their stock the most during this lame duck portion of the campaign? Who can improve their trade value? Who can prove themselves worthy to be on the 2024 roster and become a mainstay at that? God, I don't know. Because you've got to do something in these last two Hudson, months.
1: I suppose, although that really doesn't excite me. I guess Alec Burleson, I suppose.
0: Yeah, if he can come be a power hitter, be a fourth outfielder for I'd you I'd love it
1: if Herrera could look like the second coming of Yadier Molina somehow yeah I just really think one of the first steps the organization needs to take is to somehow unload the Wilson Contreras contract yeah just from a, that's straight financial it's nothing personal I think people know that I just think it's going to be an albatross and if you have a hundred million on the books already committed, and just shy of twenty percent of that is with a guy you sign to be catcher who can't be catcher except for a handful of games, you've got a problem, and so you need to reduce the expense there somehow. So anyway, um, Burleson, I don't think, I don't think, I think even if O'Neill went off, I don't think people would buy in. Oh, you yeah. know
0: what I mean? No, no doubt. Like, who, are, who are you thinking? Am I missing somebody? I feel so like I'm I missing I haven't given you the answer you wanted. So with three wide-open pitching rotation spots next year, I'm not saying that like someone's going to go out and become an ace, but someone like Dak Hudson can prove themselves to be the fifth starter. Now all of it depends on what goes on in the offseason. But some some pitching I think Matthew Libertor is going to get a start until the end of the season, and I know some people, like, I, I completely understand why you would not be excited about Matthew Libertor or the prospect of him being in the rotation next year, but he's still young and he's a lefty, and lefties sometimes take a little bit more time to develop. His stuff is there, it's just he's he hasn't been able to put it together. I think there's opportunity for the pitching staff to possibly get a little bit some going and then give a little more, more confidence because if you have more confidence going to the offseason, you but can who, spend baby? Who? Who, sweet prince? I like Libertor. Oh I like God, Libertor You don't mean this. I do. I like Libertor. Is this Libertor? what you do
1: now? Now that you're a sex worker you just come in here and say nonsense?
0: One <laughs> has nothing, one has nothing
1: possibly, to do with the other You can't possibly really believe that I think that he, I actually am going to go Stephen A. Smith here. I, 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 can't, I You don't really mean that.
0: I think Don't he, take
1: Smith me Not on this show. Not
0: on this show I think he can become a middle-of-the-rotation starter in the next two years. Yes. Okay. In the next two years, I think he can become a middle of the rotation starter. He's highly talented out of— If that's the case, then I would tell you
1: the Cardinals have become a bottom of the National League Central team. Huh. I just don't think it's there. I'm sorry.
0: I got faith in Libertura. we on this play, side of the place. We bet on
1: something yesterday. I gave you 4-1 odds. Uh, you get to keep track of the book. And oh, if Jordan,
0: of, uh, if Jordan Hicks comes back. Oh, yeah. I
1: feel like he can already handle that one. That ain't
0: happening. Well, when he's when he's closing out games next year, he'll be whistling a different well, I, tune.
1: Th- if Matthew Libertor is in the rotation and Jordan Hicks is the closer of the Cardinals next year, I'll be like, boy, oh, boy. We got to find something here. Something's, something's amiss. There's just no way.
0: So when, when Matthew Libertor's bus goes up in Cooperstown, we're going to play this <laughs> My audio. My God, we've gone from being the third starter on a last place team to no. going to Cooperstown. I just want everyone out there to know who was on which side of the aisle. Have Bus there, plaques right. So that's why it's going to be a bigger story. It's kind of like Cooperstown
1: becomes the first one to get a
0: bus. Uh, No one has a bus in Cooperstown. I've been been there. I should know these things. I have too. But it's kind of like a bust in the plaque, right? Oh my god, what is going on, boy? I'll tell
1: you what. Guy becomes a sex worker (laughs) within a half hour. Just just comes loose with the facts.
0: You think Jack Flaherty, when he goes to Cooperstown, will wear an Orioles hat or a Cardinals hat? Wow. <laughs>
1: Where's Rocky o? Well, You're, you're out, out next week, aren't you? No. no. No, two weeks, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out next week. Right. That's, how's that going to play? Well, poorly.
0: I you mean, know, six-shooter, and that will piss people off. That's right. Uh, all right, uh, Jackson, we have a third question. It's ten twenty nine. I guess I should break. Yeah, we can go to the third one in the next segment. <sighs> oh, God, I just can't.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying. Matthew Libertor and Jordan Hicks, and then a bust in Cooperstown. That's what I got out of this from a guy wearing a cowboy
0: hat who's announced
1: he's a bull for hire.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's the Cliff Notes version of it.
1: Teddy Tucker's Treasure says in the YouTube chat, I should have a bust everywhere in St. Louis. A little lopsided bust, a little undersized lopsided bust.
0: Yeah, it should just be like a. Uh like, there should be Eight Wonders of the World, Eight Wonders of Tim. I agree with that. you, actually. And you, like, the most famous place. in South City. No, I'd say go all across, like, the most famous areas, and it's like, take your picture with the uh, Gateway Arch Tim, or, like, yeah, so bad, yeah. here's the Jewel Box Tim. Yeah, love the Jewel Box. Hmm. Wedding season's coming up. Is it? I feel like uh, fall is a big wedding time. Fall that time, time is here. was the wedding season. Am I wrong on that stuff? Uh, let me not rephrase really that. In.
1: I mean, you're the one who's going to start going to all these weddings. No, you're right, You're right in the sweet spot for the first marriage. Faux show. Um, and out then in the mid-30s, it's Naptown season, and everybody's got that alimony.
0: <laughs> um, outdoor weddings. Fall is the time for outdoor weddings. Outdoor weddings in the summer, you should be arrested. Wow. God, take Smith. Well, if you're going to have like an August 8th wedding and, and it's you want people to go to jail for doing that, 111 degrees and you're getting married at 1 a 1 p.m. right now. Very temperate in St. Louis. Yeah, for sure. Uh, your
1: thoughts on the temperature and your thoughts on Jackson announcing he's a bull for hire <laughs> and Matthew Libertor <laughs> going to Cooperstown. A lot of topics here. 314 399 air comfort service text line. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by S. St. Louis Accurate and Alton, Toyota
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome back, second half of Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, that's Jackson, wearing a cowboy hat, and uh, you're really asking some wonderful questions here on uh, the Angry Beaver six-shooter. This is, ladies and gentlemen, question number three, if we're not counting the hot debate that went on during the who is the best quarterback in the AFC North segment.
0: We are counting that. This is
1: question four. Wow. Sounds like somebody's light in the six-shooter. Hope Angry Beaver doesn't cancel.
0: Listen, if you find a if you find a bull on the ground, you can pick it up and use it. All right. Doing a deep dive perspective look at things and looking at the most successful teams of the twenty first century, maybe we can find the secret sauce to the Cardinals' success. Safe to say their best teams, and feel free to disagree or insert one that you'd like, safe to say that their best teams have been two thousand four, mm-hmm. two thousand six, two thousand nine. 2011 and 2013.
1: Did you just throw 2009 in there to humor me because you know it's near and dear to my heart?
0: Well, if you had Wayno and Carpenter both playing at the best of their ability, I feel like that's got to be that in was, there. That was a world
1: championship caliber team. Right. I, 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 I don't think most Cardinal fans would throw them in there because of the sweep by the Dodgers. Fair
0: and they enough. also kind of
1: fumble left around at the end of the season. Yeah, But yes, my reasoning being you had Pools, holiday. Ryan Ludwig was raking. Mark yeah. DeRosa, they traded for him, and he kind of got hurt, so he wasn't really as effective as they wanted and uh, But you had Wainwright and Carpenter, one, two. Right, the only then time. it was a drop-off to Joel Pinheiro, all due respect. Yeah, always all due respect. Thank you. I mean, I include 1985, but I realize it's 13 years before Jackson's existence.
0: Yeah, and I 21st century. Um, for four of those, they had the greatest power hitter of the 21st century. So that's the obvious constant. Outside 2013, all of those had Albert. But outside the machine... What made those teams so good and how did they differ from the 2021 through the possible 2024 version of the team that has been keeping their heads above water at best?
1: God, that's a, that's a really good question. You're Thank talking you. about a deep dive question. Because the 2004 team, I feel like, was a hell of a lot different than the 2011 team. Mm hmm. Two thousand four team, you look at the lineup they trotted out there and you just go, My God.
0: Yeah. Every single batter down to like I seven mean, or yeah, eight. Yeah, the MV
1: three with pools rolling and Edmonds, but it's surrounded by, you know, Larry Walker, okay. Edgar Enteria, Reggie Sanders. Yeah. Uh Tony Womack was the leadoff hitter. I'm gonna leave people out inadvertently. Um, and then by the time they got to the postseason, because Chris Carpenter had gotten hurt, if I'm not mistaken, I think Woody Williams started game one in Boston and Matt Moore started game two. And then it was Marquis and Supon, or Supan then Marquis. And you go, well, that isn't really a mm-hmm. World Series National League pennant winning rotation, but keep in mind, Carpenter got hurt. Whereas 2013, Michael Waka was really the guy in the postseason but he wasn't really around for much of the regular season and adam wainwright was the one who outdueled i think it was cole in game five for the pirates if i'm not mistaken i think he pitched game, games two and five for the pirates and wainwright pitched a complete game so you had in between there chris carpenter doing his work and so i, I think it's i think it's too sports talk radio cliche to go they had a number one starter because really 2004 i don't really feel like they had they did with carpenter but they didn't have him in in october they just had a ridiculous lineup so i don't i don't i don't i don't have one piece that i go well there is the reason what about you
0: well yeah the I just feel like the, the biggest constant is the ace, the having that ace, having that. But they didn't have it in 2004. Sure, they didn't have it in 'o four, but they had it in 'o six. They had it in. But 'o
1: four is the team that I think most Cardinal fans who are at least 25 years old are going to say was the best team they've seen. Yeah. In the 21st century, without question, and many may say it's the best team they've ever seen. Now, some people say, well, then they didn't win the World Series, so I can't count them. Sure. Um, also, in four, of those. like '85, for example, obviously a totally different yeah. base. I say obviously. I know you weren't around for it, but no, you know, you had know. Jack Clark hitting home runs, oh, yeah. and everybody else was just stealing bases. But they had John Tudor, who was ridiculous uh, once he came over, and uh, and then they had this bullpen by committee, which Whitey Herzog used ingeniously. So, you know, that was defense, and that was stealing bases. So it's a different thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I would say I would say ace, but the 0-4 team maybe that's why the 0-4 team, even with that great lineup, didn't win it all. Right. Is because when it was all said and done, you had to start two guys who, you know, in Boston, who weren't really worthy of being in the top two at that point in their careers, and they're starting games one and two. I mean, Woody Williams started game one of the World Series, right? I mean, but at the same time, in O six, Anthony Reyes started game one of the World they Series, did, yeah. and Jeff
0: Weaver started two. They got pitchers who got hot. Towards the end of the season, Supan and Weaver were, I don't think they played better in their career than those that month of baseball in 06. So, you know, that's timing is a big part of it. But also, I mentioned four of those teams had Albert Pools. four of those teams also had Tony La Russa at the helm when he was kind of in his prime. And there was a constant there, you know, since 2013, there have now been three different managers. From 2004 to 2011, there was just one. So I feel like that's part of it, too. And the, a and the Hall of Fame manager at that, same pitching coaches for the most part, same hitting coaches for the most part, uh, that that sense of... I don't
1: know, I'm just arriving at the conclusion that it just it takes more than one piece. Yeah. And that's that's oh, it, yeah. I've, which I've, I've never really examined this question. But uh, now that I'm thinking through it, you know, the 0-4 team had this absurd lineup, but it couldn't get it done. And uh, I know the game in Boston in game one was a super high scoring game and they were just never really in game two, if memory serves. I think that was Schilling against Morris. Uh, And then Jeff Supine got caught off third base in game three at home and, you know. It was just, there was no, you showed up to game four of the World Series going, oh, the Red Sox are going to win the World Series tonight, unless the curse just continues to rear its ugly head, and the Cardinals now rattle off four straight against Boston. Can you imagine if that would have happened after they rattled off four against the Yankees? Oh, How that would have been, doing Boston Sports Talk Radio.
0: Um, real quick on the 2013 NLDS. Uh, yes. Wayno, game 5 outdueled Garrett Cole. Yes. Wayno outdueled him and A.J. Burnett to go 2-0 in the, uh, and oh, he faced yes. Burnett. He first time through game one. there was Burnett. Game five. It yeah, was Cole Garrett started Cole.
1: game two, and the Pirates won that. And they won game three. And I think they were in the lead in game four, and the Cardinals came back.
0: Two one game. Michael walk out doing Charlie Morton. Wow, boy, that Pirates team had some talent. <laughs> That's really good pitching. Yeah. <laughs> That's some really good pitching. Late career AJ Burnett and like rookie Young. or second year Young. Garrett Cole, and then they traded them all for Chris
1: Archer chris archer deal they have had two of the strangest damn trades with pitchers one we've already mentioned in this segment matt morris yeah and the chris archer thing i remember i remember talking to the phone on the phone with john mazala it was just off air it was like 10 at night too, the night of that the, that trade deadline mm-hmm. when they acquired archer and i was you know i wasn't like giving him like a mic drop <laughs> take. We were ta- i was trying to understand the thought process right and he goes, well, I mean, if you look at the cost of what, you know, say what the, you know, I can't get into specifics, probably. but the point <laughs> being, you know, you saw the cost of what people were paying And the Pirates with Chris Archer. uh, What in the world are they doing? And then Matt Morris. I mean, listen, I love Matt Morris. He's an amusing guy, loves playing FIFA. And, uh, so, uh, and there you go. And I'm sure he was confused. He's pitching in San Francisco. Perfect for him. And he's at the end of his career. And then the Pirates just go, yeah, we'll take that on. Well, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you were in the last place, and now you're just going to take him. And then, like, Morris pitched once and goes, okay, that'll wrap her up. I think I'll <sighs> head to Montana and play FIFA. I don't know what they're doing. Makes me have gratitude for what we've had, for the most part, with ownership and management in St. Louis, with the baseball and hockey teams. Uh, All right, Jackson, we'll wrap it up with the uh, final segment coming up. Then BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN.
2: we are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: What are you doing this week? And I'm curious what a 25-year-old bachelor with ladies who love your style, what you're looking to do. What's going to go on with you?
0: Tina's up this uh, afternoon. Oh, really? Where are you playing? Stone you Wolf. playing bogey? Stonewall. Oh. No, oh, public, I know. But um, still going out there. i going to go low.
1: So you said public, and then you said, I'm still going out there. Kind of like <laughs> you wouldn't go out there normally. Or sure. there some member guests going on at your places.
0: Uh, no, nah, you know Nicholas Design. There's no need to scoff. Um, I'm not. I'm, I didn't. You're the one who said public. Well, I'm just. Uh, there's a public course. There's no. I didn't say a lie.
1: Yeah, but uh, then you said I'm still going out there.
0: Right. While well, I was talking about the weather. Um,
1: ah, I see. Right. I certainly didn't take it that way. No. And I'm, I'm very confident that I took it the right way.
0: You can Take it whatever you want it there, Tim. Uh, so I'll do that. Going to have some drinks with some friends who are uh, coming back in town this weekend. Uh, oh who's coming to town. Sweet, sweet Kai,
1: Private you know. Citizen
0: Pete, Oatmeal, Herb. <laughs> P- Private Citizen Pete and Herb live here. Mm. Oatmeal won't be back in town now. Friends from high school. It'll be great to see them. So I'll have some beverages. Um, then I got to run some errands on Saturday. I'll probably. Uh, oh, big day. Yeah. Then I'll probably go to a couple bars in Dogtown on Saturday night. It'll oh. just be a good time. Lady Hang friends? out? Mm, no. Somewhere out of town. You know there was a lower lip tremble. I'm gonna call. <laughs> ah. Just
1: so people know, that was my read. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can play it back and see if you picked up the lower lip tremble. When you're in a hand, you have to lo- use everything you can as information. <laughs> so do what you want maybe so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm throwing I'm gonna, you off the scent I'm going to be hanging out at these uh, bars to try to spot you that's what I'll be doing yeah
0: the, the hell freeze over this weekend
1: <laughs> I'm holding a form to go to the Muni
0: yeah alright so, so you, you will hell actually, freezing over <laughs> yeah, for
1: real my wife goes you want to see Rent tomorrow night 8.15 and I'm thinking to myself god this has got to be some kind of mind game <laughs> and I go yeah I will I'll three bet right you're going to call yeah, I'll three bet. And she goes, wow, really? And I go, yeah, I'll see if I can get tickets. So.
0: Right. Really, you were trying to run I the school's errand. I still don't know errand.
1: what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I still am not sure. I'm certain she doesn't know what's going on either. we Been together 15 years, and we're both trying to figure each other out with this whole muni yeah, thing.
0: You're going weekend. to the theater, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a summer tradition here in St. Louis. Boy, is it ever. Yeah. Wonderful. It's like Ted Drew's afterwards. Oh, the city red. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. Oh, that city red. It's I love these, the theater. These. Yeah, really? Yeah, the fo- my mom would take me to the Fox all the time. Okay, I'm
1: going to fold. I thought I got picked up already. I love the Fox.
0: I haven't done much muning. Ooh, that's a tough verb. Uh, muning. Muning. you're having trouble with that, I noticed. Well, that Y sound. You yeah, know, you say muni and then you say an and ing, and then off we muning, go. Munying, but it just doesn't fall off the tongue. But the Fox, the grand nature of the Fox, really, as a kid, captured me. Oh, okay.
1: Well, there it is. Jackson's a theater guy. But yeah, this week he's going to be running errands. All right, anything else with this Angry Beaver Little Piddles six-shooter? A perfect way to send everyone into the weekend. Yeah, I kind of want
0: to do some over Oh, all right. I, I enjoy like that. season totals. Uh, oh, you got such a freebie when I said four and a half Cardinals traded on trade deadline day. Yeah, that uh, was You a, shipped it. That was all day. It was all day. Uh, I just thought they were going to be aggressive. Yeah. I know. And we should both state on the outside here is that we're both on the over of six and a half for the Missouri Tigers. Yeah, fight Tiger. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying that we're going to go to the NFL. Denver Broncos over under eight and a half wins. Okay. They play 17. Yes, that's the sound right there.
1: (laughs) Like that? Gerbil. That is a little gerbil scratching out. (laughs) Uh, I'll go under.
0: I'm also going to go under. Okay. I have no faith in Russell Wilson. Now, a team that is favored to win the NFC North, talked about before, the Detroit Lions. I do like the Lions, so this is going to be tough
1: for me to go under, but I don't know what their number is.
0: Is it 9.5? Nine it's 9.5. It? I'm going under all day. And I, 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 Real quick while you ponder it, people have asked before why I say Detroit. Uh, it's a nod to Forrest Gump. He goes, Oh, there was Cleveland. He was from Detroit, and I really like that. Wow. It's like one of the few parts I like about so that So wonderful, really? so
1: wonderful. What a wonderful explanation. So Thank much you. value on that.
0: Oh, um God, I mean they get the Bears twice, they get the
1: Packers twice, they get the Vikings twice. See, the, the thing is I don't have the schedules up in front of me I and mean, act <laughs> like <laughs> you know what teams are gonna be. <laughs> well, they do it. I point oh, to I it, know, the they do it. yeah. Um God, I agree with you. It's such a game theory play to go
0: where everybody's going to be over, yeah, and then to go under. I'll go under. The under is plus money, by the way. Yeah, I'll go Not, under. It's plus a hundred, but let's. Uh, all right, um, uh, Jonathan Taylor is his back hurt? Who knows? Uh, the Colts over under is six and a half. I don't know if the Colts move the needle for you this much, that much this year.
1: The AFC South in general has been just something that it's um, probably like how people view the American League Central. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, yeah, it's there. Who are these people? Right. The lesser Chicago team. Do any of them ever really do anything? They've had Titans upset the Chiefs one year. Yeah, they've had good. I mean, you had back in Manning
0: Colts era. The Jaguars rolled deep. It's funny because they've had two of the most dominant players, like Portals and Foxborough. Who would have thought? Like, uh, like. With Derrick Henry and J.J. Watt, like two absolute monster alpha players. Yeah, both sides of the ball. Yeah, but it's it's just... uh, I think
1: it speaks to the importance of quarterback play to identify greatness with a team. And you look at the quarterbacks over the last decade in Jacksonville, pre-Lawrence, Blake Bortles, and I guess Blaine Gabbard. Yeah. Uh, Byron Leftwich. Boy, I mean, after the Watson situation, the Texans have had just like...
0: Oh, yeah, it's been rough.
1: So... So the question is over a six uh, six? six and a half. I'll take uh, the over. Uh, I'll go under again. I'm on three unders.
0: Anthony Richardson. Uh, this one is very interesting to me. Miami Dolphins over under nine and a half. Over. Wow, you're on board. With yeah. on board in
1: South Beach. Yeah. Over that one. That one. I thought. I thought you might be going like eleven and a half, and I was going to have to be. This is like you with the number of Cardinal trades. That one to me, I ship. Yep. Uh, yeah, I buy
0: in there. I'll, I will also go over. I, I believe in Tua. Okay. Um, now this one is... got to be healthy. This one is, uh, they got a new quarterback. This is the IT team is the Hard Knocks team. The new York Jets. You want to take a guess on their number? Okay, it's inflated by Hard Knocks
1: and Aaron Rodgers. I'll say it's eight and a half. It's nine and a half. God, that seems like that's a sucker pin to fire at. Let's just go middle of the
0: green and two putt.
1: And move on. There's you're a burning opportunity later. Yeah, you're
0: going under. I'm, I'm gonna, going under. I'm going to take the over. They were almost there last year with. Uh, Denzel Mims and Mike White, like, give me a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I think they can really progress. 9 year
1: old Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Sure, but Garrett Wilson in his second year, a lot of young players around him could really shine. I'm, under. I'm on a lot of unders. I'm on one over, and that's on the, the Fighting fins. Uh Philadelphia Eagles, the over-under for them is 11 and a half. Ah! Defending NFC champions uh, have really done nothing but continue to retool uh, haven't really lost much. Jalen Hurts looking to progress again. A.J. Brown, superstar. I'm going to go under. I'm going to take the over. I'm all in on the Eagles. Wow. I'm all in. On the well, yeah, Eagles. We have some potential wagers here. I'll do one last one. Uh, I will go with the San Francisco 49ers. The over, and the over is minus 145, I might add. Ten and
1: a half. Yeah, I figured that might be the number if the over was minus 145. Uh, I will go over.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess Brock Purdy is going to be their quarterback. Cause, uh, they I got they some
1: depth there. Whereas have... if the Eagles run into a quarterback problem, <laughs> yeah, it's, sayonara.
0: Uh, is it still Gardner Minshew? I don't know. He's got a wonderful mustache, though, doesn't he? Oh, uh, He does. But, yeah, Trey Lance has not shown much in camp from Who's what I've read. be second in the NFC West? Oh, boy. I would have to say Arizona's over-under win total is at 4.5, so I doubt it's them. Uh, I guess it would be Seattle.
1: What's their over under win total?
0: Uh, Seattle's. As you ask. You mean Seattle? Uh, so that was
1: a delay tactic. For those of you who can pick that up, and if you can't pick that up, you shouldn't be at the table.
0: Nine and a half. So yeah, they would be.
1: Okay. They'd be second. Yeah, that's that's how my. That's part of my reasoning. Right. you Get six against.
0: Six, yeah, you Yeah. Two against Arizona. Two against Seattle two against LA and yeah. that tough building that Stan Kroenke owns. That's right. That's right.
1: BK and Ferrari are up next. The Angry Beaver, Lil Piddle, six shooters in the book. A gif of Lil Piddles in his cowboy head is up on my Twitter feed, so that's huge. And the TMA fan page. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrari up next for Action Jackson. I am Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by S. St. Louis Accurate. I'll tell you it all. I want to win. He's been...
2: You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.